But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA, name on you. I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believe them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if you're going to figure out what was happening to us, you might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode from Public Access America. I joined early so that I could let you know you can find our live streams on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday. Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central Time. I also wanted to let you know that Inspirations Beyond Disabilities has some great episodes out. A new one coming out at midnight tonight, as well as I was on a podcast called Unsubscribe with one of my new best friends, Kai. So go check that out. Search for Unsubscribed in Apple Podcast and Spotify. And um, check it out. It was a great show. I've said things I've never said before. She pulled things out of me got things out of me. So we're just waiting for Jeffrey. So I'll let you know, you can find Public Access America on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Radio Public, and Red Circle. Hey, if you're looking to create a podcast and build your audience and earn incentives while you do it, Red Circle might be the way to go. Gosh, what a long week. What a great week. I am feeling so much better than I am, than I was last week. The cold can rip through you like nothing else when you're not expecting it. Wear your masks, social distance, get vaccinated, and wash your hands. These are things that'll prevent the cold, flu, and COVID. So it's just a great idea. If you notice in countries around the world, they wear masks like almost all the time because their air quality is poor. And our air quality is just as poor. So remember that there's more toxins in the air you breathe than in the vaccine that you're avoiding. Really, the vaccine is salt, sugar, oil, and inert COVID spikes. Super easy. There's more in your cheeseburgers. And it's been bugging me all week. It's not immigrants. It's not the liberals. It's not the deep state. It's not the moon landing. (laughs) It's you. If it's you, go get vaccinated. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. You don't even have to tell your friends. Just go and get vaccinated. Let them do what they're going to do. You know, save your life. It's not political. Your life isn't political, right? I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control. Our live stream has a chat feature. You can go ahead and subscribe to Public Access America on YouTube and, you know, add comments to the chat, like the one that we have right now. Wow, how cool is that? I love that. Hi, Daisy. (laughs) Daisy, you are one of my favorite people. I would like to talk to her all day. There's some people that I know that I would just like to sit down and listen to them talk all day. Daisy is one of them. She's so sure of who she is. So proud to support and advocate. I love it. Love it. Thank you, Daisy. We're just waiting for Jeffrey so everybody knows. It is 1101. Wow. Okay. So what is in the news? I don't even really have a note. I was just going to ask Jeffrey how his day was. It's tough. (laughs) I can't do that without Jeffrey here. So um, what's going on with you? What's going on around the world? Hmm. So I'll start. I'll start with something that's really been bugging me. And that is this new thing um, where part of the country is blaming immigrants for the COVID surges around the country. And I mean, if you just look at a map, you can find that ridiculous, but it's this echo chamber and sometimes it spills out and some people believe it. Honestly, um, the people you're calling immigrants, this is their home. This is their land. They've For 17,000 years, they've been walking from Canada to Peru, you know, and then we came along and just built a line and it's like, what the fuck? 
Hey, all right, there's Jeffrey. there we go. How cool is that? What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Coming to you You're live. Not angry. Coming to you live from my front porch. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Just because you can? Um. Well, that, and also too, happen to have a house full of guests. So, nice. Decided that uh, being outside while it's lovely here. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't be such a bad way to podcast today. I like that. You know, with the people that have gotten vaccinated, that's one of the great things that you get to do is spend time with people again. Mm-hmm. And it's not all it's all, not all Zoom connections anymore. So I'm really happy you get to do that. Well, What's I'm, that like? I'm well, I'm happy for my kids because they spent so long not getting to see their friends, and mm-hmm. you know the the biggest worry in all of this was kids are not going to know how to talk to people after this and you know i don't think yeah. that's necessarily the case i think that Mm-mm. you know kids are going to be longing to see their friends and have normal kid times and the idea that it was those of us who wanted to keep our kids safe that was going to do them the most harm is i think probably the the most dubious argument i've heard yet because using using kids to claim to not get the vaccine and all do all that stuff, yeah, that's pretty insidious. And so, and so now, you know, that my kids aren't worried about whether or not they're going to either get themselves sick or get their friends sick or get their parents sick. Now they're like, well, you know, am I am I thinking about it a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Am I excited that I just get to hang out with my friends? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, and so now they're going to try and make up for lost time and hang out with their friends. Mm -hmm. So do you have anything to discuss on COVID really quick? I know we don't want to do a whole episode on it when Mm -hmm. everybody's doing episodes on it, but there's some ridiculous statements coming out about immigrants spreading COVID and uh, it's the liberals and their cough guns. (laughs) Oh my God. So I just didn't know if you heard anything this week that you needed to dispel. I was right before you came on, I was explaining that blaming immigrants affects me in a way that many other things like it affects me more than other things do it's just such a ridiculous comment to make so i was dispelling that one yeah um so what you're going to so what these people are doing let's let's think about this from a logical perspective they're blaming immigrants for spreading COVID. and why would they blame immigrants well because immigrants are probably unvaccinated so what you're doing is blaming the unvaccinated for spreading COVID but you refuse to look in the mirror and point the finger at yourself. So you would rather make a target out of some group of people that you've already made a target out of in the past. It, it just, the, the level of cognitive dissonance on that one is absolutely spectacular because, <clears throat> because they're, that's exactly what they're doing is they're essentially trying to blame a group of people who are unvaccinated for spreading the virus without understanding that they're the group of unvaccinated people who are spreading the virus. <laughs> but well, at That's this point, funny. at this point, I should say they are the group of, they are a group of unvaccinated people who are getting the, spreading the virus, but also getting the virus and overwhelmingly are the ones taking up ICU beds and hospital beds. Correct. So correct. Um, the reality is that, no, it's not immigrants that are taking up your ICU beds. It's you. It's you. That's what I've been posting. I've been pretty direct lately on social media. It's not It's not anything else. It's you. If you're not vaccinated, you're the problem. How is it, though, that this is the dissonance I have a problem with, that the vaccine is bad. It was made by science. So I'm going to go to the hospital and get monoclonal antibodies or be on a ventilator and machines that were created by engineers. And, oh, my God, I forgot about the horse dewormer that people in Mississippi are being poisoned by now. Holy shit, Jeffrey. That's the one I want to talk about. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to this. So, so here's what I want people to understand. The same people that are absolutely screaming about the vaccine being bad, but accepting monoclonal antibodies don't understand that the mono, the monoclonal antibodies 
are just as new of a technology, if not newer, than these vaccines. Right. So it's taking some it's taking somebody else's antibody and replicating it and putting it in your body and as opposed to getting the vaccine and having your body create your antibodies. People are even going as far as to if they need blood transfusions, they're refusing blood transfusions simply on the basis that the blood might be tainted with the vaccine. And I'm going, holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Uh, Number one, um, possible, I suppose. Uh, Number two, honestly, uh, if you're interested in what this looks like, um, for example, uh, any of our military friends are probably going to know this, but after military members get the uh, anthrax vaccine, their blood goes for a premium because they have antibodies for anthrax. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes their blood is actually sought out. So that way, if somebody ends up with anthrax and they need a blood transfusion, they got that in a heartbeat and that'll help boost them up real quick. That's cool. I didn't know that. I live right by a naval base. Yep. So, so the, the interesting part of this is that they're picking and choosing the science that they want. Right. Because the monoclonal antibodies are good, even though they're a newer technology, but the vaccine is bad because it's different slightly from all the other vaccines that we've ever gotten. Oh, good point. People are saying that the vaccine is too new. And what I've been trying to explain is the technology that created the case that it goes in is, is 10 years old. Yes. And it's now a year and a half of testing this vaccine, the mRNA. And it's been a year and a half. There's been over a billion shots administered. I think it's pretty safe. I think it's pretty safe unless you're that rare category of immune compromise that you need to get tested first. I think you can get the vaccine. If you're willing to eat one of the billion cheeseburgers sold by McDonald's in the past 10 years, I think you you can get the vaccine. You know, and, and, and that's one of the, I, I still say that one of the biggest, I would say legitimate arguments that people have is waiting on full FDA approval versus emergency use. Uh, use authorization. I can understand. Oh. <clears throat> I can understand that argument, and how mandating someone take a vaccine that doesn't have full FDA approval uh, can cause uh-huh. some heartburn, and and I fully accept that. But I also proffer to those people at this point: if you think that these vaccines aren't going to get full FDA approval, I mean, you're living in a realm of hope that very few people. That's actually planned to happen tomorrow. That's supposedly Pfizer is going to get the vac, uh, get full approval tomorrow. Um, that's, um, I know the plan, they said that they were hoping to have, uh, full approval by Labor Day. So that's definitely on the list of possible. So, uh, if they can, if they get it done tomorrow, that'll be interesting and and fantastic if they don't get it done tomorrow i I fully expect that they'll have it done before yeah i mean i don't mind them researching it and taking their time with it well you know and that's just a you know for example with moderna one of the things that they're going back and doing is they're wanting to study cases of myocarditis in kids and so they made they made moderna go and list more um more kids in the study so that way they could get better data and i was wondering why they were waiting for kids like this so so apparently so myocarditis swelling of the heart is something that has come up with uh kids but Hmm. one of the things is is that number one it's been completely treatable and, and number two it's treated by ibuprofen and rest uh, so it's something that, you know, parents are concerned about and rightfully so, uh-huh. you know, hell yeah, it's, it, but this is exactly what you want the process to look like. If there are questions, you sit down and you get those questions answered. Right. 
So a lot of people, they, they see the question and never search for the answer because they want to just cry because there's a question. Well, and that's just it is, is that, you know, uh, for, for Moderna, they want to answer this question too. Like that's what, that's what most people don't understand. It's like, Mm -hmm. they want to answer this question too, because they want to get, you know, if they want to get the best, uh, available information to sit down and, and go, okay, how do we fix this issue for the future? You know, is this, right. is this something that's entirely a product of our vaccine or is this a product of something that we're putting into our vaccine? You know, there is this a product of just, you know, the way that kids interact with, you know, their, the way that their DNA, you know, not their DNA, but their, uh, their body chemistry is the, is this a body chemistry issue because every you, you can't right. you can't expect that one vaccine works for everybody because everybody's body chemistry is different that's right and kids in general i think they have more chemistry involved i've always said that they're a little crazy because they have all those hormones whereas ours are just fading out and you know depleting as we age right so it it's important to study them because their chemistry is fresh. Mm -hmm. Maybe it, maybe it'll, maybe it's different, but if you have a kid, aren't you paying attention to that? You know what I mean? Well, and, and that's just, it is, is that, you know, then you, then the question is, is what age is the myocarditis happening? Is it happening for kids that are in, you know, going through puberty? Is it happening to kids mm. that are pre-puberty? Right. Because it doesn't look like it's happening post-puberty. So the question is, is, is it something in, in, you know, that ramp up in the hormones that's causing this issue? And, right. and as people of science, you know, these are questions that we want to answer simply because we want the best possible outcome, which is no lasting effects, which myocarditis isn't a lasting effect. Right. But it is, it is but something it is, serious, but it is something that can be serious. And it's something mm -hmm. that companies are paying attention to because, you know, ultimately in, they don't want to harm their patient. I mean, look they at don't. Moderna. Their, their plan is to have a yearly booster shot that is COVID flu and RSV. You know, mm -hmm. If you look at it from a profits perspective and you go straight capitalist, Dead dead people don't make for a good model of selling your product repeatedly. Correct. So you know, and and after the beating that pharma's taken with the opioid industry, you know, there's a lot of pressure for them to get this right, and as there should be, it, it shouldn't just be this scenario. It should be every time that a new drug is coming out. There should always be a lot of pressure to get it right. Right, but I think people don't realize right now the FDA is going through the approval process for thousands of drugs you know it's like right and we're not hearing about that the next vaccine to come out is already being studied like because it's a case and we can just like we've been said copy paste for a new a new moderna you know, moderna is starting their hiv vaccine trials mm -hmm. and of course right. and, and, there's and of course people are cell yep and sickle cell and uh malaria and uh i believe Pfizer is starting a leukemia vaccine trial wow. with the same technology. So, I mean, realistically, one of the things that people have to keep in mind is, is that, you know, this technology was meant to take on cancer. The idea was, is that it would be taking on cancer. Turns out that it's a more robust platform to take on a multitude of, of right. different things. And, and for the people who are sitting, who heard me say that they're going to infect, you know, that they're going to, "Quote unquote infect us with the H with HIV." That's not how mRNA works at all. No, it hasn't. No, it's not how it works at all. You know, it's it's not uh, it's not a depleted virus. It's not an attenuated virus. It is literally giving you the instructions to say, "Hey, make this one little piece," so that way your body can recognize it and attack. And so that way, when your body sees that one little piece, it can create the antibodies to attack. Right. It's not the central virus. It's the, it's the outer parts, the spikes, the yep. proteins that it's the key that goes into your cells lock and your body's antibodies are the gum that you stick in the lock at the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I always think about like, the first people to see cars and how they were like, oh, I'm never going to get in one of those. And now look at how ridiculous they seem. Like the first airplane seemed dangerous as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. but, 
eventually it was it was something that we all used and this is we've used virus we've used vaccines forever and the technology's only gotten better over 100 150 years i mean think about it like the the first quote unquote vaccines for smallpox were literally taking people's sores that had scabbed over mm-hmm. grind them up and then snort them like you would fucking cocaine Right. The first sores were from a cow and a, a guy cut his kids and put it in the cut. That's the first vaccine in England. You know, mm-hmm. that's just crazy that somebody was willing to do that, but you're not going to take this like scientifically perfected thing. It's just weird. Well, it's, it's just, it's, I wouldn't say perfected, scientifically shown to be safe. Like there's, well, there you go. Like the risks, you know, like we've talked about multiple times, it's a calculated risk. And the calculation mm-hmm. is what are my chances? What are my chances of getting the disease? Number one, what are my chances of getting ill from the disease? Number two, what are my chances are of getting severe illness from the disease? Number three, what are my chances of death from the disease? Number four. And when you look at what that looks like for COVID, I mean, getting getting sick is inevitable. It spreads really fast. Getting right. severe illness, less likely, but still more likely than you'd like to see. Getting getting stuck in a hospital on a ventilator, less likely than getting sick, you know, but still way more likely than you want to see. And then your odds of dying from the disease really high and much higher than it would be from taking the vaccine. The calculated risk is what are my odds of dying from the disease versus what are my odds of dying from the vaccine? And overwhelmingly your odds of dying from COVID are far, 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 far greater than your odds of dying from the vaccine. Right. The, the vaccine causes an immune response, which can't be predicted or, or, determined by group individually people create antibodies and the new variants can overwhelm the antibodies for a time Mm -hmm. there's a time when your body is making antibodies and the virus is streaming into your body and your body is going wow and it's building up its masses and in that period you can feel sick and if you create less antibodies like autoimmune deficient people do then it can overwhelm you easier Mm -hmm. but if you're if you're in good health and your immune system works well then it that's shorter that's a shorter period that's individual that's not the vaccine that's just Mm -hmm. human and also too you know what you're doing is you're flooding your body with antibodies in preparation for the likelihood of getting COVID because that's, that's really your right. So instead of waiting for your body to produce antibodies to fight COVID, you have uh, a set of antibodies present already for when you get COVID. And then when the invader shows up into your body, there's already a frontline defense while, you know, the means of production starts taking off to bring in more defense right which by the way creates fevers and aches as your body mounts an immune i mean there's there's issues with your an immune response if anybody's had a cold or a flu that's the same thing right it's the battle of infection and antibody in your body and you could feel that mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely right so so yeah that's that's so horse Horse dewormer. I want to talk about that because even the company that makes it is begging people not to take it. And so, so this, the, these things, these things are made for cows and that's right up your field. So I'm kind of curious if you have an opinion about that. Uh, my opinion is people are fucking dumb. Uh, anyways, Invermectin. So this, this anti-parasit Invermectin is actually um, used in people as well. It's just, you have to dose mm-hmm. it properly. So, right, so Invermectin, right. you have to get a prescription for, and it's used to treat worms, is what it is. Invermectin is an antiparasitic used to treat worms. And for people, you have to get the right dose in order to treat, uh, a, you know, if you're infected with parasites. 
Mm-hmm. But this goes to the same level of people are thinking that, oh, well, it's medicine, so this has to work on this thing. And I'm here to tell you that an antiparasitic is not the same as an antiviral. COVID is a para- is not a parasite. It is a virus. And so taking an antiparasitic, well, if there's anything that you're going to learn is that you probably don't have worms because, well, we have, we use a lot of science to make sure that our food products don't have worms. uh, Mm -hmm. Number one, but number two, the dosing is dosing is extremely important. And what people fail to understand is, is that, Dosing is not merely a suggestion. It's been tested multiple times to figure out what people's responses are. So it's, you know, there's a great saying from a video game, uh, Assassin's Creed. And so, you know, when, when dosed properly, that which can cure can also kill. And that's right. That's right. You know, yeah. It's very simple. Things that you take normally, if you dose them the wrong way, will kill you. You know? Yeah. And Invermectin is one of those things. Dosed properly, the good news is, is you won't have worms. Dosed improperly, it will kill. It will kill. And it's about, like, the concentration of what you're taking. It's too concentrated. It's not... It's not watered down in a proper way. It's not diluted properly. Every drug has a coating, something that helps the drug get to where it needs to go. Yeah. Like what you're saying, a worm is, is not like a virus. It it has, um, it has an anatomy, you know, and that's what, that's what the drug is working to kill. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like killing bugs with a bug spray. The bug spray kills the bug you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just so weird to me that somebody will go to their their feed store to get a drug for their cows and then take it themselves like people mm-hmm. are being hospitalized there's mm-hmm. there's 70 70 of the poison control calls are for this drug in mississippi right now yep it's crazy well that's and then you know people people mm-hmm. want to believe that there's some sort of magic bullet out there to keep them uh-huh. from either getting sick or from having to take a vaccine. And the answer is, is that there is no magic bullet. There is none. Absolutely zero magic bullets out there. I it don't it doesn't, you know, for the people who thought hydroxychloroquine was gonna be the answer, you know, it has more <laughs> fucking health issues. And on top of that, people who take hydroxychloroquine are taking them in only a two-week regimen at most. Right. Because there was no malaria vaccine. And once there is a malaria vaccine, guess what people aren't going to fucking take? Hydroxychloroquine. Why? Because you can literally now deal with malaria. Right. God, I love MNRA. (laughs) So it's, it's one of those things like... like Those... Invermectin is dosed appropriately for, you know... 1200 2000 pound animals at 200 pounds let's just say the average is 200 pounds you're gonna fuck yourself up real hard real fast yeah even a drop because the drop is concentrated it's not diluted and so it's still going to be a full force just for a shorter amount of time maybe you Mm -hmm. know and and people need to understand very 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 clearly a virus is not a parasite. A parasite is not a virus. You cannot treat one with medication for the other. If you go to worms and if you, if you have worms and you go to the hospital and they give you an antiviral, that's going to be just mm-hmm. as effective. It's not, it's not effective. Right. The vaccine doesn't cure worms. Exactly. That's hilarious. But the interesting thing is people are now by doing this, admitting that the the disease is real, that, you know, the virus is real, which is interesting. And I've hear, heard people say that, yes, it's a Democrat created thing, or it's a Republican created, it's a hoax, or, but it's real. People are realizing it's real. And now you got to figure out what, how to deal with real. You can't just, 
explain it away anymore. It's here. Mm-hmm. Whoever's spreading it, however you're getting it, however it's being transmitted, it is here. We need to deal with that. Absolutely. And Donald Trump thought about that ahead of time and got us this vaccine. And Joe Biden had the vaccine to distribute and did mm-hmm. a great job at distributing it. You know, and so we got to get past that. It is real. We mm-hmm. all know it's real. That sucks. And now we're just debating on how to deal with that. And some people think I'm healthy enough and they're going to have long-term effects. And some people just are scared to death of the rhetoric. So they don't do it. Other people are scared of their family and friends judging them for doing it. So there's all these reasons, push those aside. The decision is get the vaccine or don't live or die, spread it or don't kill or, or save lives. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand. Like, Public, you put you posted about that. The Supreme Court ruled in 1905 that public health trumps personal liberties, yep. and that's a great that's a greater good issue. And I honestly believe that we we've gotten accustomed to this instant gratification, and doing anything that seems like work is just too much. It's just too much. Why can't we just? Why can't we just instantly zap the virus away? Why do I have to do anything? Why isn't it being done for me? So, so one of the things that, you know, because being libertarian, I'm very much in favor of individual liberties, but I also have Me to, too. I also have to say this individual liberty without societal accountability is anarchy. It's not libertarianism. Correct. And so it's not anyism. Exactly. It, 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 it's, it's anarchism is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's anarchy. And, and, and I mean, and here's, and here's the reality is, is that even, even as a libertarian, you know, what it boils down to is, is that, yes, you should have the freedom to choose whether or not you get vaccinated. Absolutely. But that freedom needs to hinge on well-informed decision-making. Like, for example, I, you know, my biggest issue is, is if I didn't have any information and the government showed up and said, hey, you're getting vaccinated, I'm going to say, fuck you. That's not happening. Exactly. But when I have a lot of information and the government says, hey, here's all these sources, here's all this data. And then you have multiple independent organizations going through this information saying, hey, here's how we've analyzed it. And everything is lining up the same way. You can either go, oh, wow, this is all some sort of narrative. Or you can sit down and say, everybody's analyzed it. And based on proper scientific procedure, everybody's getting the same conclusion therefore Mm -hmm. your information is good. And then at that point, my choice is going to be get vaccinated because then it's down to my calculation of health. Am I healthy enough to get the vaccine? I am. So I'm going to go get vaccinated. (laughs) But one of the things that we really need to talk about though, is people who are medically unable to get the vaccine being demonized for being unable to get the vaccine. And and that's something that right. I do think that we need to, that's something that we do need to sit down and look at because we, there are significant burdens being placed on those people right now that shouldn't be, and it's being pressured on them from both sides. Number one, you've got, you've got people that are telling them to just get vaccinated, even though it will fucking kill them and calling them right. an idiot for not getting vaccinated. And it's like, Dude, the whole point of vaccination programs that we understood growing up was so that people like you and me who are healthy enough to get vaccinated yes, are doing so to protect people who can't get vaccinated. You're right. The messaging is, it, it is, it's probably hurtful to those people, but we're not, we're doing, we're doing all this to protect them. Like you said, we're not, I'm not trying to lump them in with the people that refuse to get it, but right. I guess, yeah. I guess some of the messaging would just be you're an asshole if you're not vaccinated. Right. And and so that's one of the things it's like, you're an asshole. If you're choosing to believe conspiracy theories as a means of not getting vaccinated. Yes. Then if you can't get vaccinated, I don't want you to get vaccinated. You know, if you right. cannot get vaccinated because your body cannot handle it, I don't want you getting vaccinated. And everybody has to have that conversation with their doctors about what their body can and can't handle. And Mm -hmm. the reality is, is that most people's bodies can handle the vaccine. Easy, easy peasy. 
And some people are going to have some, you know, a rougher time than others, but they're going to be fine and they're going to heal. Some people who are extremely sensitive to anything that goes into their body are not mm-hmm. going to be able to get vaccinated. And I have a ton of friends that either can't or they have kids that can't get vaccinated. And the sure. understanding has always been, always, always, always been that we get vaccinated to protect those who can't. Yes. That's why I wear a mask in the store is because somebody that might not be able to get the vaccination is working the register or has a job in the store. That's why I wear a mask is because I can still have it. COVID can still stick into my nose and then spray out everywhere I go. So I wear a mask. So it's just sprays back into my mouth because I am immune from it now to a certain extent for Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time. Yep. And, and that's the reality is, is that, you know, we're not being asked to mask up to keep uh, those of us who are vaccinated to protect. We're already protected. Right. You know, initially, you know, that's one of the things that when we talked about this a year ago was, is that masks, you know, masks offer very limited protection to the individual. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very limited. It's nothing. Right. It's nothing huge. I mean, the reality is, is is that if you wanted to actually protect yourself from the virus, you'd be wearing a fucking hazmat suit. That's just not feasible. Yes. But right. two people wearing masks interacting with each other limit the spread of the virus significantly because the person yes. who has the virus is limiting their ability to aerosolize it and spread. Mm-hmm. And the person who has a mask on that doesn't have it has very limited protections from, a, a, you know, breathing in that. I mean, eyes are still mm-hmm. open. That's something that people have to keep in mind and all that other fun stuff. But right. overwhelmingly, That's why we social distance. Exactly. But overwhelmingly, though, the issue is the mask keeps you from spreading out droplets that have COVID on it. Right. That doesn't mean COVID isn't going to land on your mask. But that's why we sanitize, we wash our masks, we wash our hands, yep. we social distance, so that less of that can happen. But for everybody to realize this, Republicans are getting the vaccine. Democrats, communists, socialists, anarchists, all these Fascist, people are getting capital, the, you know, uh, people who believe in the glories of capitalism. Mm-hmm. It's not political. Like the pundits on TV are making it political, but Mm -hmm. those pundits got the vaccine. You know what I mean? Tucker Carlson got the vaccine. He's not telling you he is, but he did. And that other guy and the other girl, I don't watch Fox. I don't know. I don't even know most of the people on MSNBC, but they're doing the same thing the opposite way. Get a vaccine. You're an idiot. Four hours of get a vaccine. Look at your politicians. (laughs) Look at your politicians who've gotten sick in the last week. Yes. You know, independent Democrat Republican. Yep. And guess what? They're all vaccinated and they're like, yeah, we're feeling all right. Kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, you know, got a little bit of a fever, got, you know, got, you know, just not feeling that great, but Hey, right. no worries. Right. And those people are outliers in age, right? They're, they're average adjacent. Yep. <laughs> they're older than the average population. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's working for them. Right. Yeah. Greg Abbott got the vaccine, got COVID, is getting monoclonal antibodies. He's doing everything he can while he's telling people not to mask and to co- send your kids into COVID-infected schools. Although it looks you know? like the Texas Supreme Court's delivered him a big L on that one. Right. DeSantis, too. Thank God for common sense. Well, Thank God for common you know, sense. And, you, know? And, you know, and one of the things, like I saw, Montana has made it. So that way businesses can't require vaccination as condition of their employment. And I'm like, that one's going to lose because at will employment mm-hmm. means that you get to decide the conditions in which your employees are part. So people are, people are cheering on Montana and that one. And I'm going, that's not going to get held up in the court of law. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like Nancy Pelosi putting forth a voting rights bill that she knows isn't going to pass. It's, it's for votes. It's not, it's not for safety. These people in Montana are just trying to play to a base, a shrinking base, by the way, people 
People are saying it's 50% of the country. It's not. People are saying 40. It's not. It's not 30. It's not 20. It's 70% of 20% of the population. And we're giving them strength by saying they're a bigger group than they are. They're a Mm -hmm. diminishing group. They're getting smaller and smaller every day because they're coming to their common senses or they're dying, you know? And what we're left is, is with people with reason. And so that's a, that's a big thing. Um, fuck, where was I just going to (laughs) go? I had it. I had it and I lost. So Africa, we're talking about boosters. I'll go to this until I think of it. we're, We're going to boosters and Africa, the leaders in Africa are saying maybe these richer countries should stop hoarding it and give it to us. And that's a misnomer. Boosters don't mean we're hoarding the shots. And I, apparently to date, over 6 million doses of the vaccine just from the U.S. alone has been distributed around the world because it is a global problem. We're, we're not looking away from Africa to let them die. We know that the most hurricanes start off the African coast and come here. That's why our go garbage goes there. There's an interconnection between the two of us and we, we need them healthy too. We're not hoarding it. I don't think we're hoarding it. So, okay. I don't think so. <clears throat> so here's, here's the issue <laughs> with boosters. Number one, there isn't is what they're calling a booster shot is just another dose of the normal vaccine. There isn't a dedicated okay. booster out yet. So I did wonder about that. Right. Yeah. So, so in theory, yes, we are quote unquote hoarding it, but you know, this once again, I, I get, I get where they're coming from because they desperately need doses as well. And I think that we, you know, there needs to be a larger conversation on in the event of a global pandemic, what does technology sharing look like for, for mass production of something that has affected the global economy and in scales that we haven't seen in, in, you know, a century, but right. Ever, but not with a, not with a modern economy have we seen such destruction, but once again, governments are in place to protect their own right i hope so that's the idea i have questions about that i have questions about that every day yes there's been there's been constant examples of the government killing people but we're not talking about that right now right and so and so in cases like this you know their job is to ensure that their people are protected and that they get, um, they get, you know, the help that they need first before helping others. You know, uh, otherwise, yes. what's what's the point in having, you know, your own government if you know all you're going to do is, you know, take what you have and then spread it around the world? That sounds a little bit more like communism to me, but you know, socialism. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck you, communism. By the way, Jeffrey, Ye- I looked at our stats and rush the Russian Federation is in sixth place in listenership. Hey. Which scares the crap out of me. Honestly, it doesn't scare the crap out of me. You know, one of the things that I've said before is overwhelmingly, I don't have a problem with the Russian people. Russian people are fantastic well, yeah. people. I have a problem with the Russian government. That said, mm-hmm. I have a problem with the US government. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so so yeah. Russia, if you're listening, hey. Hi. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I would say to all of my Russian friends is, is that from what information I've been able to get, Sputnik V looks like a fantastic vaccine option. Yeah. Yeah. So, kudos. So, so I would tell my, my, my Russian friends uh, listening, you know, Seriously consider the health of those around you. Seriously consider your own health. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you haven't had the chance to go get vaccinated, absolutely go do it. You know, like anything else, yeah. probably feel like shit for a little bit, but um, you'll bounce back. You'll feel great. And guess what? <laughs> You're most likely not going to end up sick in the hospital. So, right. So, you know, unless you're a dissident and being poisoned slowly. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a no, whole nother I would, I would I would say I would say I think the Russian people are strong and amazing and the US as a population has no issue with ru- the Russian people and we have the same issue that you have and that's with your leadership and 
that'll change over time. But we support we we support the Russian people. I just find it amazing that Russian people can listen to me without the without their government okaying it, which tells me that's thirty one listens from the Russian government, and that's what worries me. Well, even if it is from the Russian government, you know. Hello. Hi. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Even if it is from the Russian government, you know, overwhelmingly, you know. I want the people of Russia to be able to live free and prosperously. I have, yes. I have questions about the way that you do it. Um, just mm-hmm. as you know, there are probably people that have questions about the way that we do things here in America. Um, That's true. But overwhelmingly it's like, you know, is, this isn't the cold war. Like, I don't wish for Russia to get nuked into oblivion. I think that that's Hell absolutely, no. I think that, I think that those are archaic ideas created by, by people who sought power beyond their control. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, you know, what it boils down to is, is that we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have disagreements on how things are to be handled, but mm-hmm. we have a lot I would say overwhelmingly we have more places we can work together than we can disagree on. And we just happen to have, you know, pundits uh, probably in Russia as well as here that like to make a bigger deal out of things than they're, than they should. Cause they need to fill the hour. Absolutely. You know, so it's probably while, while we rail on the 24 hour news here, it's probably not a uniquely American problem. Um, Right. That said, you know, my hope for my hope for the Russian government is that they create an effective uh, vaccination campaign for Sputnik V and get more people vaccinated, because I don't want anybody to be dying of a preventable disease, period. I don't know. I don't even care if it's North Korea, for example. Like, right. Like, this is this is one of those things where. I don't want people dying from preventable diseases, whether it's my own countrymen or whether it's people who are not exactly governments that aren't exactly friendly to us. I don't care. Right. Like at some point you have to sit down and go, okay, this is not, this is an issue where, you know, I'm not going to be a dickhead about this. Right. So, okay. you know, so yeah, even if it is just the Russian government listening to us, great. I don't care. We're not opposed. Yeah. And by the way, $20 million, this podcast is yours. It's just, I need 10 million to retire. And I promised Jeffrey half of all the profits. So it has to be 40 or 20. That way we're both set for life. And then you can have this podcast Mm -hmm. or, or not. I don't care. Come and buy it. Right. (laughs) Right. But, but ultimately, you know, but ultimately though, like I, I really, I hope that the Russian government is able to create an effective messaging for, why they should get sure. why 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 the people should get the vaccine and right. you know the uh, the effective message that i have is look at america's hospital system and how overwhelmed it is by people who are unvaccinated and that is the message right now is is that it's not a pandemic of the vaccinated Right. It is a pandemic. It's not a pandemic of, of the immigrants. It is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And yes. and that unvaccinated is twofold. It is by choice and by inability. And I feel sorry for those who are unable to get the vaccine. I do not feel sorry for those who are willfully choosing this path. Right. What did I call it uh, in on Facebook? Uh, a tradition of ignorance. Yes. You know, it's just a passed down tradition of suspicion and ignorance, mm-hmm. which is so, it's so funny because those people, the, those same people will go and ingest anything. Anything you ingest has more. I'll wrap up on, on the COVID thing by saying it's oil, it's salt, it's sugar, and it's inert COVID spikes. Literally breathing air, you get more toxins in your body than you would by getting the vaccine. So it's ridiculous to me that people are suspicious of it. People are more are right willing. There. People are more willing to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, something that is known to kill people, known to cause sure. cancer. Literally, it has fucking radon in it for God's sake, and rat poison. Yeah, right. I mean, you'll go and eat um, 
burgers from McDonald's. You don't know what's in there. They put silicone in their fucking McNuggets to make them brown better. You're ingesting silicone, but you won't take oil. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, so yeah. anyway, I want to move because we only have a couple of minutes left in this hour. Um, it's a little subject and I, I wanted to give it a little time because it's another thing everybody is talking about. How do you feel about Afghanistan from last week, from last week to like now? Ooh. Do, you, do you think we're improving? Here's how I, I looked at it because like you're a, you're a data analyst and Dan's an infectious disease guy. I was a plumber for a while. And to me, it still looks like we pulled the pipe before we shut off the water. And now we're complaining about the mess. We had all the time in the world. Donald Trump knew about this for, I don't know how long, four years of his presidency that we were going to, we were going to disengage in Afghanistan. He had, he had every chance to remove these people from Afghanistan in a safe time frame, but he didn't do that. He actually made the process harder reports are saying. And now we have a depleted system that wasn't built to take care of 80,000 people, but still Joe Biden had from January 20th to May 1st, right? To May 31st, one of those two to get this done. And he didn't even really work on it. And it was a simple math of if you can get 2,000 people out a day, then it's going to take 40 days to get 80,000 people out. To me, it was simple math. To them, maybe it wasn't. So I'm just kind of curious. Do you think things are getting better over there? Do you think they're unstabilizing? I've seen people protesting in the streets like against the Taliban and mass force, which I'm excited about. Um, news agencies are staying in the region, even though there's danger. You know what I mean? I think it's. I think I'm optimistic and I'm really just stalling for you right at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some coffee pot difficulties this morning, so I, I haven't even had my, my first cup of coffee yet. Um, oh, no way. Oh yeah. No, something, something went pinky. So sorry about that. Mm. Okay. But you got it now. I got it now. All right. So I'm kind of optimistic about Afghanistan, although I don't like the pullout. I like what we're doing. I don't like the pullout. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll preface this by saying us pulling out of Afghanistan needed to happen. Period. End of story. Yes. There is no questions about this. There, this is what needed to happen. But this, the way in which this, this pullout was organized, or if you can call that organized is an absolute mm -hmm. clusterfuck. So, yes. I'm going to start with saying fuck Trump for the way in which mm -hmm. this started. Fuck Pompeo. Because right. this was not well planned at all. Period. End of story. Mm -mm. Right. I get that Biden inherited that. But here's the problem. When, when Joe Biden said that there was no way that the withdrawal would be done in a complete and organized fashion by May 1st. He made the decision that we needed to stay through the end of August. Right. That means that he gave himself an additional four months, 160 days. Right. And we didn't start this process until we didn't start ramping this process up the way that we are until this month so right fuck joe biden because that's my point because he should have made this a priority like there was no question at the beginning of the year when joe biden took office that the taliban weren't going to be taking the country back that's anybody right. anybody who saw this coming like anybody who knew this Anybody who had been there, anybody who literally just known that for 20 years we bombed the Taliban and we couldn't get rid of them. Right. And they started sweeping through the country before, before Joe Biden got it. Oh, yeah. So the idea that this was 
not going to happen was a fool's errand. I will say though, I will give them the credit of, you know, they, they did not expect it to happen in 11 days. But it didn't happen in 11 days. If May 1st was your deadline and it's happening in August, it literally took that long. Well, the Taliban could have advanced in May, but they didn't. No, they were, but we were still bombing from the point that we stopped from the point that we stopped our operations period. End of story. No more. They fucking like they waltzed in. Right. And so, so literally, you know, once, once we stopped doing our strikes our airstrikes and Mm -hmm. keeping them at bay, they walked in. Yeah. Well, they were negotiating deals with um, governors and leadership in the outlying areas. So they had, they had deals all the way up into the Capitol. There's this thing called the blob though. Like if you give an Afghan fighter, a gun, the blob still needs to give it ammunition and money and food and water. And it turns out that the blob retracting didn't really get to those outlying districts with that stuff. And so that's why the Afghan fighters just dropped their weapons is because literally they hadn't eaten in days and they had no bullets, you know, like we make it seem like, okay, well we trained them. Yeah. But we, we took the resources away, you know, the, the resources dried up. So how were they going to fight? And Joe Biden had said it was a will to fight. I don't know if it was a will to fight because I'm seeing people in the cities protesting like crazy. I think it was a lack of oh. stuff. Oh no. I, I think, they, I think that's, I think that that is definitely part of it because the thing was, is that they had ammunition stockpiles. I mean, some of the images coming out of Afghanistan, sure. the, the amount of weaponry and ammunition that they had were more than enough to hold out a fight for a very long period of time but it wasn't distributed at all. Well, but then again, like, is that on us to continue distributing when they have a 300,000 strong army? They have to do their own logistics. No, no. But I mean, we have to stop blaming the individual fighter for their lack of will and start. I mean, the Afghan government was looking to retreat, you know, Mm. as soon as the deal was signed, they were looking to retreat. They weren't looking to arm their forces and keep them healthy. They were thinking about themselves. So the Afghan fighter has the will to fight. The people have the will to resist. The government, neither government really had the ability to to help those people, to support those people in the fight. Eventually, it just dried up. Well, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, there's going to be a lot of postmortems after this. Mm-hmm. Um, reality is, is, is that... It's an overly complicated situation. Yes, there is, but there there is definitely some will power issues in terms of fighting. And the question is: Is uh, do you have the willpower to fight for a government that you don't think is going to stick around? And well, we saw Afghan's president yeah. take the fuck off. Right. So, at what point you're like? What, what point are you like? Well, they're that's they're deflating, getting, right? They're getting the hell out of here. So why the fuck mm-hmm. am I fighting? Right. And that's my point. It, it wasn't just the fighters. It was everything involved. And that's, that's really a bigger issue because now we're looking to have Afghan, um, Afghans come and live in America. And now people are, you know, otherizing them. And so by portraying the Afghan people as weak and willless, I, I just don't want to go down that long-term road, you know? I don't think, they've well, been, I wouldn't say been, that it was the people so much it, because your right, average everyday that's what person, I'm trying to say. Your average everyday person wasn't armed for this fight. Right, that's what I'm trying to say, but people are going to project that on everything, you know? And I think that's a, that's a real issue. Afghan, There's good Afghan people, there's bad Afghan people. There's Afghans that have have PTSD and other issues, and that's going to appear slightly off until they get the help they need. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't bring them here. Get off your phone and look at America and you'll see there's so much room for people. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to end on, I don't, I don't want to blame the Afghan people. It's a mess. And I'm so glad we're getting out of there. I'm so glad we're getting out of there. I'm going to say thank you for listening to public access America tune in Thursday for our next episode. To those who would tear the world down.
Stitcher, Stitcher, Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. 